Earlier this year, First Solar Inc. bought the intellectual property rights for solar panel technology from General Electric. This purchase highlights an interesting shift in the solar industry where competing companies are partnering to better position themselves in the market. Finnegan partner Eric Rossiti joins us now to discuss the implications of an IP purchase from a competitor and the current state of the solar industry. Eric, could you start us off by explaining this transaction between First Solar and GE? First Solar and GE entered into a technology partnership to advance thin film photovoltaics. The specific type of thin films involved in the deal are based on a material called cadmium telluride, or CDTE. So as part of the deal, First Solar takes GE's global CDTE patent, and GE receives one and three-quarter million shares of First Solar common stock, which it can't sell for three years. This is good for First Solar's capitalization. The companies also agreed to collaborate to push CDTE technology forward, which benefits both companies. The deal really came about because it made sense. The two companies' technologies are complementary in thin films, and First Solar has existing manufacturing capabilities that can bring the technology up to commercial scale. This benefits GE, who announced in 2011 that it was planning to spend $600 million to build a new factory for CDTE panels. So this helps them achieve that without reinventing the wheel. What are the benefits that First Solar and GE will see from this transaction? GE will benefit by being able to purchase and put the GE name on thin film panels made by First Solar in all of its global solar projects, and GE has a big footprint in this area. Of course, GE also makes the other hardware required for installations like inverters, controls, and utility scale or grid tie-in systems. First Solar, on the other hand, gets access to all of these things that GE does well for use in First Solar's global projects. So by combining complementary technologies in the marketplace, this partnership is hoped to lead to an improvement in solar grid integration and a more competitive price point for the CDTE-based solar systems. Eric, can you explain now how this transfer highlights company collaboration, really the fact that patents aren't always exclusionary? Well, patents represent the right to exclude others from practicing a technology that's covered by a patent's claim. But that carries with it the right to grant others access to the technology. Here you have two companies looking at each other's businesses and IP portfolios saying, hey, you know, we could work together pretty well on this stuff. So the patents provide a level of substance that the two sides can point to and evaluate above and beyond the corporate trade secrets and know-how on the one hand, which is invisible until you really start getting deep into uh, looking at each other much more closely, and the manufacturing capability and the sales channels, the more tangible stuff on the other. Looking at this from an industry perspective, what does this mean for the solar panel industry? Well, if this collaboration is successful in bringing CDTE technology to the forefront of the photovoltaic space, it could mean a big change for solar. I mean, right now, First Solar is the dominant player in CDTE technology, but CDTE itself currently only has about 10% of the solar cell market. So with GE's backing and market presence, both sides are clearly hoping that that number and market share increase. And the immediate benefits of CDTE versus conventional you know, crystal wafer silicon photovoltaics is manufacturing efficiency. A thinner layer of semiconductors required in this thin film stuff, uh, which at scale reduces running costs. So the key remains whether the collaboration can result in increasing the efficiency of the modules themselves, the solar efficiency, how much electricity they make, to the point where it becomes a clear choice for installations worldwide.
And finally, Eric, when advising clients who are in a position similar to First Solar, what are your recommendations? First Solar is a pioneering company that is, it's seen its share of setbacks for sure, but it's also taken advantage of opportunities. For example, the company took advantage of government subsidies in building manufacturing capacity in Germany. It doesn't have to be anything to do with IP directly, but it underscores the need to think globally and flexibly. So solar installations are a global business, and that said, it's important to structure a patent portfolio to accommodate flexibility, but in a changing environment, which is kind of hard to do. So a global commercial-grade portfolio will have a focus and an overall consistency in terms of its quality and scope, but will accommodate some future opportunities, perhaps out-licensing or partnering, which is what we saw here. One place where pioneering companies become distracted is by patenting too many peripheral or what we call speculative inventions. I think this deal happened because First Solar knew who it was as a company, and GE knew it wanted to be where First Solar was. So this is a rare situation and difficult to plan for, but the point here is that while companies shouldn't foreclose the possibility of leveraging their IP in the future to others, the better approach to attracting a successful partner is to do what you do well and not spend too much blood and treasure on a long bet. Our guest has been Eric Rossiti, partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.